everybody to another episode of M Class Email. It's emails Nagilum fish. It's emails with Nagilum. Time to Nag- blow your fucking brain. Nagimails. God damn it, we missed a golden opportunity. Why did we not name it that and then have Nagilum be like on the show? Nagimails. Nagimails. That's at- fucking genius, Josh. I mean, that's why I get paid no money, because I'm too smart, and it offends people. <laughs> you make half the fucking uh, Patreon money for now. <laughs> oh, jeez, not this again. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. Uh, this is M-Class Email, the show where you send in emails, we read them, and we make with the fucking yuck yucks. Yeah, it's just a just a fucking circus around here. Oh boy, we got a <laughs> we got a bit of a longy. Anyway, <laughs> our first email is from Metroid Mike, and it's entitled "A Good Old Fashioned Fishing Tale," and it better fucking be. Is this about catfish? I hope so. Why well, little catfish? <laughs> Afternoon, Jeff. Y'all take any good cat naps recently? Neat. I'll have to try and or avoid that. (laughs) Okay. What's up, Josh? You eat any good mustard lately? No, I hate mustard. I like the seedy mustards myself. Yeah, I bet you do, you seedy bitch. You dirty, dirty boy. (laughs) Dirty boy. Uh, I love a mustard. I love a... Uh, a, Spicy brown is good, but I love a tangy mustard. Like, regular mustard can go fuck itself. Uh, I'll fuck it instead, because it's so good. That's, be, fucking, be my guest. I'm not gonna watch. Well, yes you will. (laughs) Yeah, okay, I will. (laughs) Well, before I I get into my tale, (laughs) I'll address the ten-pound farting elephant in the room. Okay. Your boy is a new dad, as I'm sure you've both seen on my Twitter and the Discord, because I don't shut up about him. Yeah, good job of not using a condom, baby. Good job, Jizzin. <laughs> you cream pied the shit out of that lady. Whoa. <laughs> it's true. That's, that's how, how babies are born. Ask your parents. Yeah. Ask this, your dick-sucking mother. <laughs> as, soon, <laughs> as soon as he was born, he took a big dump. Yeah, that happens. And he farts when people compliment him. So you Same. know he's my boy. <laughs> Uh, I'll make a list of comedic farts and shits he does. My boy Ezra has got comedic timing. Is he named after the Rebels, Ezra? He's named after the band. Better than Ezra. Better than Ezra. Oh, wow. And it's good. I remember that song. It was like 96. So this finishing tale, I'm guessing fishing tale, is fun because we made homophobes uncomfortable. Always fun. Always good. good. Always in season. Good job. So my friends Zach and Porter and myself went spoonbill fishing at Fort Gibson Dam. That's the most southern-ass fucking shit I've ever read. Spoonbill fishing. I He could have made up that. I've, I have no idea. Isn't a spoonbill a bird? I don't know. <laughs> Typos catch and release. I'm sure that's a typo, actually. <laughs> but it's pretty fun. Fort Gibson is a pretty small place. The school is open only three days a week because of the lack of money around town, so it's a lot of sadly ignorant, uneducated folks. But hey, they got a Sonic and a gas station that sells expired Larry the Cable Guy potato chips. So there's that, I guess. You're really painting a romantic picture of this... This uh, Norman Rockwell. I was going to say Rockwellian (laughs) painting here. So we buy our bait at this gas station and some hooks, and they sell brass knuckles there, which is super illegal in Oklahoma. So it's a sign of how little shit is actually paid attention to here. I don't think they're legal anywhere. Cops don't give a shit. Hashtag Okie life. Nice. I guess. Good. We get down to the dam, and we notice the best spot is right up against the dam. And most people all stand off to the side since a bunch of old dudes set up shop there and don't move all day. Fuck those old dudes. We're about 60 feet away and not catching shit, and these guys are getting everything. So Fuck we hear them. a lot of talk we don't appreciate, some slurs and whatnot. So I About think it upon who? myself to gamble our fishing trip to make some 
some head boomers feel shit, uncomfortable. Shithead boomers. Oh, shithead boomers. Okay. This is why I have you fucking reading along with me so I know. I'm what. helping. He then said, You know what would ruin this trip if a man came out of the woods, bent me over this railing, and just gave it to me? <laughs> I missed the line. I missed the line. Okay. You missed the line. So I take it upon myself to gamble our fishing trip to make some shithead boomers feel uncomfortable. I turn to my friend Porter and say, Boy, I sure sure hope no one around here fucks me. He looked at me and laughed. (laughs) Some of the teens next to us walked away uncomfortable, so I moved down the line. I nodded and he got it. He then said, You know what would ruin this trip? If a man came out of the woods and bent me over this railing and just gave it to me. (laughs) The next people avoid us and we move down again. We kept doing this for a few minutes. I'll fly into a fit of rage of every veiny cock I see, my friend Zach said. <laughs> I will call the police for every cock I floss my teeth with, I shout. <laughs> Eventually, we got to the good old spot the old men kept moving further and further away. We caught many a spoonbill that day and made boomers angry. Oh, man. Sun Tzu's Art of War number 19, Destroy Jeremy. Dude, fuck you, Jeremy. We're coming. Je- Sun Tzu hated Jeremy. Yeah, no Sun many Tzu. people know that. <laughs> Sun Tzu's greatest enemy on the battlefield and in life, Jeremy. Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy. Go fuck yourself, Jeremy. Signed, Sun Tzu. I mean, I'm going to look up what a spoonbill dollar is or whatever. What was it? Spoon. Spoon, spoon. I think it's just a spoonbill. Spoonbill fish. Let's see. Oh, they're big. Wow. They have like a... They're kind of like a swordfish, but like lake looking. Like fresh water. Okay. Conservation status. It's vulnerable. Stop fishing them! What are you fucking fishing them for? Dude! Fuck. You crazy? What are you, nuts? A spoonbill good for eating. Spoonbill is great tasting fish and fucking... Oh, shit. If you clean it right. Oh, well, okay. Well, I'm I'm not trying to clean a fish. I just eat it like fucking Gollum. Yeah, they're swimming around all day. How clean could they not be? They're already in water. Yeah. Water's clean. Yeah. Get real. What's that next email? Oh, I closed the thing. Hold oh, on. Oh, it's a good job. It's a good job you did on Hold our fucking on. podcast. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I got it. You big fucking dummy. Okay, this one's from Captain Desrath. Desrath. And it says, oops, here's an old ass email topic. <laughs> okay, all right. Oops, here's an old ass email, email topic. topic. Uh, T-Rex boys and your hit single... Bang Klingon ha- parentheses get it on, okay. It's a song. supposed to be like bang the drum, like T Rex. I got it. Okay. Yeah. During the last year and some change, I fell way behind on the podcast because current events were scary. So I started listening to a lot more podcasts. So I never had to think about anything. It's a good well, plan. Yeah, I mean we don't we don't really talk about scary things here, do we? I don't know, maybe we do. Maybe a little, maybe a little. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, I've been slowly catching up since Pride Month started because time and gays heal all things. True. Mm-hmm. I I recently listened to your episode about the Voyager episode Course Oblivion, where a goo mimic version of Voyager crew don't really grapple with the implications of their existence. I remember having mixed feelings along the lines that Josh described when I first watched the episode. My opinions, I totally remember all of them, and thank you, Desrath, I'm always right. It was just Josh who had opinions. Yes, I'm the only one who has opinions. I just sort of introduced the show and let Josh give his opinions. Thank you, host guy. (laughs) You're welcome, laughing guy. Or (laughs) should I say, opinion boy. Opinion boy! Overall, I felt that there could be something profound in the idea that these aliens became mimics of Voyager crew involuntarily, but ultimately chose to spend the rest of their lives as facsimiles of the crew because they were intrinsically changed by their exposure to Federation ideals. That would have been really good. This is a theme we get to see repeated across Star Trek, most notably Quark's root beer speech in DS9. Yes, but while I think the episode was trying to hit on this idea, I also think it mostly failed. Yeah, it's Voyager, so... Yeah, especially that episode was uh, a huge letdown. I mean, yeah. 
Deseret hit the nail on the head that they had all this opportunity to, to really have a great story that involves Federation ideals literally shaping beings, and we didn't get yeah. any of that. Didn't get any. It was, it was like, look at the cool makeup we put on them. That, that was the episode. Yucko. I prefer the version you laid out in M-Class episode. If you don't recall, I sure do. <laughs> Basically put the reveal up front, have the characters grapple. Yes, yeah. Grapple with the fact that they are not actually Voyager and let human Janeway be emotionally affected and learn from the logs written by the mimic Janeway. Although I'd like to inject my own suggestion of the mimic crew discussing and ultimately agreeing that they want to continue behaving as the Federation vessel because they find the idea of pursuing knowledge and open friendship across the galaxy to be a noble pursuit parentheses probably would have to happen before they realize they're all dying though yeah i think that, yeah, that that's like been great actually yeah that's like a movie length at that point though and like that's fine that'd be cool i mean Make, like they could have split it across two episodes yeah i think the their need for a twist in that episode just deflated any sort of good storytelling they were horny for the twist they were relying on the twist right they love a twisty they do on a related note, I hope that Star Trek Prodigy, the one with Janeway Hologram and a bunch of kids, deals with this theme as well. It feels like a natural way to have a whole the kids learn a lesson and grow thing that cartoons have to do while also fitting in the overall also fitting in the overall universe of Star Trek. Hopefully nobody wrote about this already. Honestly, pretty risky to be sending such an old email without even listening to emails episode first. But you know me. I live dangerously. Ooh, dangerous. <laughs> Checkfully yours, Captain Desrath of the USS Lollipop O. The O stands for oops. We done blowed it up again. Wait, didn't I actually do this joke already? Yeah, Lollipop F was the whoops. We done gone and blew it up again. <laughs> Well, don't blame me. That was from January 2020. That was like th- three lifetimes and eight lollipops ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great um, email. Speaking of Star Trek Prodigy, have you seen the um, the, trailer the trailer for that? Yeah, I saw the trailer for the other one, too. The, the one that's already out. Fuck, I can't remember it. <sighs> the Cartoon. The um, st- Lower Decks? Lower Decks. And I was like, eh, this looks okay. I, I was like, eh, this looks alright. I yeah, mean, I know it's like... I felt about Lower Decks. It looked alright. Yeah. Um, Star Trek Prodigy, uh, I hate to say it, but I actually... Um, I, I got a little, like, excited for it. Like, I got a little, yeah. like... I think well, it had this tone that really seemed like the serious parts of Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, and it had like things sprinkled throughout that were like Star Trekky, and some things that that seemed like jokey in the same way that Avatar was, while still having the seriousness. The seriousness, yeah. and I think that's the absolute perfect vessel to introduce kids to Star Trek. Well, friend of continue, Chad Quant writes for it, so yeah, absolutely. I I, I, was, I look forward to it. I was ex- not expecting much. Not I don't know Chad Quant. So I I didn't have that going for me to think. No, that's fair. That's totally fair because Star Trek has not been yes. firing on all cylinders lately. <laughs> but that trailer, like, yeah. in some ways, it felt like it was super disconnected from the Star Trek world. But in other ways, it felt like we were sort of peeking behind the curtain towards parts of the Star Trek universe we hadn't seen before. Yeah, which I thought was very interesting. That's interesting as long as yeah, as long as you like set up the universe you're in first, mm-hmm. right? And which uh, is the, what I- the idea does. of them just finding an old like Federation ship and learning th- to become like Federation like yeah. officers on their own out in the middle of space with only like a Janeway hologram to guide them sounds really good to me. It's cool. It's uh it's like Voyager but better. It's like yes. better Voyager. Absolutely. <laughs> it's only fitting that Janeway gets to be mm-hmm. in it. Admiral uh, Janeway. So I'm I'm pretty excited about that series. Yeah, it looks good. Um Hopefully I can watch it not on CBS All Access. Yeah, well, they'll just move it to uh, AMC. Did you hear about that shit? No, what? 
So all the movies, all the Star Trek movies were on Paramount Plus, right? Or whatever yeah. the fuck it's called. They moved it off of Paramount to AMC Plus. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, if you ever, ever, ever had any qualms about pirating shit, that's the shit that should put that's your nuts. soul at ease. Yeah. That's it's fucking funny, like, shit. The other day, I realized that we could have made the lowest tier on our Patreon $6.90. Yeah, we should. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, that's not fair to all the people that put down a dollar or put down $5. Like, maybe they can't afford $6.90. It's a great right. gag. Yeah. But uh, I can't change it now. It's way too late. Paramount mm-hmm. didn't feel that way, though. <laughs> no, Paramount, no. Jesus Christ, that's fucked up. Ben, I agree with you. Your version of Course Oblivion is a million times better than the actual one. Yeah, that episode was bad. Uh, Our next email is from Lee. And it's entitled Masks and Darmok. So you know it's going to be good. Oh, are we watching Masks for Halloween this year? Fuck no. Uh, You know what? Somebody is going to put forth a collection that's going to win that's going to have masks in it soon. It's amazing. Just get it, used to it. It's amazing it hasn't happened, honestly. Like uh, I think everybody's a little afraid because they know I edit the collections before we do them. There <laughs> so I could just take it out. But if it wins fair and square, I'll keep it in. <laughs> How about we just do the masks collection? We'll just do watch the movie The Mask. We'll watch the movie The Mask, both of them. The one with uh, Rocky Dennis and the mask, like with Jim Carrey. Oh, I thought you meant The Mask 2 with uh, fucking Malibu's Most Wanted in it. Son of the Mask? Yeah, we'll watch that too. The dog? Jamie Kennedy is his name. I don't want to watch a Jamie Kennedy movie, if I can help. You're not into the Jamie Kennedy vehicle from the late 90s? Um, Jamie Kennedy is apparently one of the most, like, shitheadiest comedians to ever live. Wasn't there, like, a thing with him where, like, somebody just blasted him apart or something i forget somebody knocked him the fuck out i don't remember who i think it was like they like they like just dissed the shit out of him on something and he like couldn't deal with it like he like like broke down or whatever maybe i I thought you were talking about when he got punched in the face oh did he get punched in the face i'm pretty sure he got punched in the face i mean that's that if you're jamie kennedy i feel like you're just like every day you go outside that's just a risk you're taking jamie kennedy is like anti-vax Trumper, right wing conspiracy a- theorists. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Jamie Kennedy. Yeah. Is a Trumper? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I know. It doesn't make it. it well, he's like fucking, um, what's it, Rob Schneider Jr. So it makes perfect yeah. sense when you think about it that way. Yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Our next email is from Lee. It's a total masks and darmarks, so you know it's going to be good. <laughs> good day, Trek gentlemen. Hello. I have to say that I really like the Next Generation episode, Masks. Wow, right, this, next is a, email. this is not a real email. Next email. <laughs> next email. You know the one that turns the ship into the solar temple while Data suffers from multiple personality disorder. Yeah, we know. Uh-huh. I knew people will find the plot convoluted, but sometimes you have to look past the clunky budget constraints a faux stone blocks and inexpensive clay masks to look at what they were trying to do. <laughs> um, it's like, it's some of the worst acting in Star Trek history. The plot line is extremely convoluted without the budget constraints involved. Um, it's ancient aliens. It's, it's meets, yet another, yeah. like it's yet another, they find a thing that starts changing the ship in space story. Yeah. They like that a lot. It's the um, end of the the show. They were just phoning it in, man. I guess I should let him speak his piece. Anyway, yeah, um, let's let's read it. In retrospect, I think it is trying to replicate the success of Darmok. Both are hmm. trying to show off a different species' history. Mm-hmm. Um, Darmok is better. There's no doubt about it. But Mask is not that bad. Bad as Skin of Evil, where Tasha Yar dies. It's the worst. Very true. No, I like that episode because Tasha Yar dies. Man, you hate Tasha Yar. Yeah, she sucks. I like <laughs> Tasha Yar. Um, Skin of Evil uh, 
and masks are probably about the same level. If somebody died in masks, it would be the same level as Skin of Evil. Tasha, you're not gonna work here no more. <laughs> oh, god damn, dude, you're on a roll today. Thanks, man. I woke up just horny. <laughs> I often get masks confused with the episode in the same season where everyone devolves. Worf yeah. blasts Beverly with poison socks. That one's Barkley okay. Turned into a spider. I like that a hell of a lot more than masks. That's a great Halloween one. It's we should watch that episode. for Halloween. Yeah. Now, speaking of Darmok, I want to share with something with you guys about Darmok. You know oh, him? You know Darmok? <laughs> you know Darmok? Do you know Jalad too? <laughs> Do you know where Tanagra is? My wife's friend has an autistic son, and they were having a hard time communicating with him. He's like two. Mm -hmm. My wife was explaining Darmok because he talks in metaphors. What? That's crazy. With their autistic son, they started thinking how his behavior was similar. He would talk about an event happening in the present, but refer to a feeling in the past. He would go down the slide instead of saying something about how he was happy... He would say kitty cat because he liked petting the cat and that oh, made him happy. I see. Once they figured out what the cues were, they found communication was way better and they could reinforce new words rather than something in the past. Thought That's you guys awesome. might like how Star Trek is all encompassing, signed Lee his arms wide. What a fucking great story, That's man. Dope. That's so I, cool. I always love it when Star Trek uh is more poignant than maybe it even meant to be, right? Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. There's there's tons of things that like start, and that's why I think we both love it because like there's all kinds of stuff that like like the writers couldn't have possibly known about, right? Like, but it pops up, and it it's like the human experience. It's just it's timeless, man. It's great. It is, and it's always funny to me how different people take such drastically different things from Star yeah. Trek. In, like, a positive way. Like, I saw an article, may have been on StarTrek.com the other day, where uh, a woman had written about how she found feminist ideals through uh, Bajoran society. Okay. Which, uh, you know, I didn't, really. But I read the article, and I I found it um, quite, like, uh, illuminating, because, like, Bajoran society doesn't have a focus on masculinity. Yeah. Like, most of the male characters that we find who are Bajoran are, like, more subdued, like, religious leaders and politicians. They're, like, they're much more subdued types of people, and the people who are really, like, making the change in their society are the women. It's, like, almost somewhat Amazonian, in a way, yeah, in right? In a way, yeah. And, like, um... There's really no focus on patrilineal uh, society or anything like... Mm-hmm. And... Because when I think of Bajorans, I almost automatically go to their, like, zealot religious nature. But... Yeah. Uh, underneath it, they do have a society that's, like, almost completely free of any sort of toxic masculinity. Or, like... Um degradation of women in any way yeah a lot of it like in in terms of story you could attribute it to like they just all had to fight at one point right like there's no uh it's kind of like how russia was in world war ii like i'm not saying russia is not uh (laughs) (laughs) misogynistic or anything Uh, like that but everyone just had to fight to survive and and i think in in star trek like that kind of that's more what i got but that's my history point of view sure, where hers is thing. like yeah hers is from away a, with it was something different right yeah but i i think that's a great point like the women in, of bajor are are more in charge or not in charge they're more uh, like lions, right? It's more like the driving force in the society. Yeah, Jorans is like the feminine energy. Yeah, and I feel like the ma- the men cool. are are more like artists, right? Yeah. Like they're yeah. Um, I I apologize to Lee for uh, continually interrupting his email to talk about how much I don't like this episode, but it is one of my least favorite episodes in Star Trek history. I apologize. Look, Lee, your opinion was wrong. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh shit! I'm sorry, Lee. You can like whatever you want. I always maintain that, like, just because we have different opinions about Star Trek doesn't mean that we can't all just be happy Star Trek fans together. That's right. Even Let's if you're, all even Jamaha if you're a big right. dum dum and you love masks. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, man. I'm gonna have to watch it again. What's that next email, Josh? Uh, it's did from... you close out of it, you fucking professional? Yeah, no, I did, but then I opened it again. <laughs> I just didn't tell you this time. That's Learned smart. my lesson the hard way. It's smart. This one is from Stardate 10.25am. Oh, no. <laughs> it's from Spivzy. It's from 10 days ago, by the way. Not from today. Yeah, what day is it's? Yeah, okay, it's from 10 days ago. Uh, what's up, Trek boys? That's no question mark. I put that in. What's up, Trek boys? What's up? <laughs> I got a John Larroquette fun fact of the week for you. Wow. Ooh, okay. How interesting. Riley, I'm going to ruin the fuck out of this name. Riley Alazraki? 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 Who plays... Alazraki? Alazraki? Ro- Rock Talk, the alien in Star Trek Pro- Prodigy, okay, is the daughter of Carlos Alazraki who plays Rocco in Rocco's Modern Life. He also plays, um... Ah, uh, shit. I can't remember the character's name. He's in Reno 911. Oh. Oh. He, Fuck. Uh, he's the guy with the... He's not Junior. He's the other white guy who's kind of a redneck. I... Not Junior. Wait, what's the other guy? Dangle? No. No. <laughs> That's the main guy. That's Thomas Lennon. Yeah. Uh, I'll, uh, I'm I'm already typing it. I I got it. Oh 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 yeah 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 yeah. This guy yeah yeah. Yeah he um Garcia Garcia. Garcia. Yeah, yeah he plays Garcia in Reno Nine One One, which is one of my fucking favorite shows ever. Oh man, that show's great. I had no They're idea. They're it back, you know. Oh yeah, didn't Thomas Lennon go to like a a like a. Like a homeless shelter as Dangle or something recently. Something I saw something like that. And he was, um, uh, he was giving out food as Dangle. That was probably funny. I love Thomas Lennon so much. He's I so have, fucking funny. I have his book about like he's like how's how you write a famous screenplay. <laughs> it's like ridi- <laughs> it's just ridiculous. After um, he has a TikTok which is very surreal and funny. His TikTok. Yeah. And he did this video after the Army Hammer shit came out about him being a cannibal. Yeah, he's like a vampire. <laughs> he was like, uh, character actors. Hire them to play the leads in your new movies. They're versatile. Great at following directions. Don't eat people. Work on time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, oh. He says, I thought that was pretty fun. Later, boys. Lord Spivzy, Summer Isle of the USS Wicker Man. Lord Spivzy, Summer Isle. Is he like a high elf? Is he an Altmer? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wish I knew how to pronounce his last name. I've always loved that uh, Garcia from Reno 911 was Rocco from Reno I never knew that. I love it. It's one of my favorite pieces of trivia. How interesting. Our next email is from Jakob, and it's hey. entitled, Computer, activate two-factor authentication for the replicators. No. I fucking hate two-factor authentication. <laughs> I just want some fucking chai tea, asshole. Someone keeps replicating melted popsicles. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> we know that one of the security measures on a starship uh, voice... We know that one of the security measures on a starship voice commands... Is voice commands. Ah. God, Dictating passwords to make the ship self-destruct. That's not too safe. Like when we saw Delta mimic Picard's voice. Yeah. Visual authentication like retina scans or fingerprints are also out the window. Other beings right. can look like officers of a starship. Right. Security access of a starship seems like a really hard thing to manage. How do you think, or know, Starfleet manages officers' access to pads, stations, rooms, and the like? More importantly, what is Starfleet's cookies policy? Uh, Oreos. Only. Oh. (laughs) There's so many other great cookies! I just had the Java Chip Oreos. They fucking rule. Sounds good. Yours, the password to the warp core is on the sticky note. Ensign Jacob, USS password is Enterprise. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, they probably have some kind of DNA scan or something, right? Or maybe That's some qu- quantum fucking physics shit. I don't like who fucking knows, right? Like, well, the thing is, they definitely don't have a DNA scan because they're completely fucked when the founders start, the changelings start infiltrating. But can they replicate the DNA? That would be... Yeah, I guess that's true. They wouldn't like, have... Because they start doing DNA scans then. They haven't yeah. done them before. Well, yeah, I think that's just because they were, were like, Starfleet is caught on its heels, right? Like, I, I guess it could be that Starfleet had done DNA scans for officers and stuff, but they'd never had to do them for citizens. Or yeah, like, 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 at home on Earth, I think that's part of it, is that they... They're like, why would we need security? Like, it's no one's trying to break in or anything. Like, there's no crime, right? Like, I don't know. I think that's probably part of it. I think the security is lax because there is, there's no need for it. <laughs> like, weirdly. Well, on Earth, for sure. But yeah, on Earth. Starship. Yeah. Well, I guess we've seen a million times that if you break into a starship, you can just fucking take whatever you want. There's, like, no nothing to stop you yeah, there's from that, doing it. Yeah, there's that team of dudes who fucking tries to steal it, right? They try to fucking yeah. hijack the Enterprise. The Binars do hijack the Enterprise. Yeah. Like... If, as long as you know how to use the computer, you can do whatever the fuck you want as long whenever you're on board. That's why they work so hard to make sure they can't be boarded. Yeah. Yeah, I think on a starship, though, it's probably DNA or maybe it's I, some I other... To, I have to think it's not DNA. Because now that I'm thinking about it, like they had to, they had to figure out DNA scanning on ships as well when the Changeling shit felt, uh, happened. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's just voice command. Yeah, because, I mean, Data mimics Picard's voice and takes over the whole goddamn ship, so... Yeah, that's a security flaw. <laughs> like, I think the the answer is DNA scans, though. Yeah, but, that's like, the answer. How... Uh, it, it gets into the question of, like, are you crossing a line at that point? Uh, I, I wouldn't think so. Um, I, I guess it's... They're not using your DNA. They're just scanning it. Like, and that's the difference between now and in the Star Trek future is that you can trust that they're not using your DNA. Yeah. Shit. Like now, if somebody wanted to scan, oh my now DNA yeah. and keep a record, no thanks. Well, that's what those fucking things do. That's what all those, you know, some of them save your profile. Vaccines. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> we're gonna get kicked off of fucking everything. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm one thousand percent kidding. Yeah, everybody. Kidding. No, I think they. They. I don't like. I don't know how accurate their record keeping, or even how accurate like those like hereditary things are. Like, uh, like what kind of information are they looking at, right? In your DNA, it's a highly complex fucking part of your body but i think they keep like records of it Uh, if that freaks you out i don't know i don't think it It freaks me out i've done that before it does yeah yeah whatever i mean it's like some fucking company like whatever like it's like i feel like people don't understand the level to which we're already monitored and like if anyone needs to know anything about i was just i was just talking to my mom about bank robbing (laughs) and i was like who the fuck thinks they're gonna rob a bank now like you know, you'd, you'd get caught immediately. There's like, no, there's like there, there's no robbing a bank. You're not your ass is not robbing a bank. You're getting caught. And like, yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, like, like everybody's like scared of the government tracking them. Like one, you already have a cell phone. Yeah, you could be tracked. Your location could be known at any point. Two, who the fuck do you think you are? Well, that the government wants to track you. They're tracking you to fucking Moe's bar and back home. Well, like, that's the thing. That's the thing with, like, Osama bin Laden, right? Like, we had all this, like, fucking information, like, on servers about where he was. But it took fucking ten years to dig through it all. Because there's so much fucking shit, yeah. right? Like, it, it's, like, hard as fuck to do that. But, but yeah, like, I mean, people just give away their location every day they do it on facebook on twitter fucking fucking dude right yeah i don't know and it's it's just weird that speaking of vaccines there's like a whole generation of people who are like they're putting a chip in you to fucking track you yeah but if they wanted to track you they'd, they'd track they'll you. find your ass yeah <laughs> yeah 
I don't know. People are weird. Um, <laughs> hopefully we answered your question. What's DNA. that next email, Josh? Oh, is it me? Is it me again? Yeah, it's just the first one, by the way. Okay, too many Eric's. I guess this is from Eric. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Eric for sure, it says. Okay. Hey, guys, you two guys. You Trek guys, listen. This is a Whoa, demanding... This is threatening. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a hostility here. There are too many Eric's writing in with <laughs> Oh, shit. You might remember me as Eric, the Eric who wrote to you about how I practice... Oh, it expands, guys. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> how I practice archery while listening to the podcast. Hey, neat. I definitely remember that. I'm tired I do of- remember that. It's oh, dope as fuck. It is cool. I'm tired of all these Eric's with their dumb name getting my dumb name read on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I propose all of us Eric's determine who is the prime Eric. Who the prime Eric is. I'll meet you all behind Alpac Steakhouse near that one shoe store capitalized that I can't remember the name of. You know the one. It used to be a rent-a-center until that went out of business. <laughs> Who the hell rents furniture? Obviously some people. Because <laughs> otherwise there wouldn't be any rent-a-centers. But do you know someone who has rented furniture? They've got to be making money from, like, realtors setting up open houses or upper-middle-class white moms who think renting furniture for their kid's dorm is somehow better than Ikea. So anyway, <laughs> still love the pod, boys. See you next time. And remember, laugh, pray, eat, lit, eat 7 p.m. behind the steakhouse. Honor the Eric Code. You know the rules. Love Bagilum and prosper with your boys. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say, as somebody who was the tar- who grew up the target demographic of Rent a Center, uh huh, you're not renting it like you rent a movie. Yeah, not, you lease you're it. Re- you're renting to own because it seems like it's cheaper. You only have to pay like fifty bucks a month, and it yeah. goes towards owning the furniture. It's like a layaway, but you get but, to sit on uh, the couch. The the furniture is like. Um, marked up to the point where like at the end you're paying for it three times over yeah it's a kind of it's a, a racket yeah it's a scam there is a rent-a-center in philly on on broad street and i drive past it and I'm, i think the same thing too i'm always like who the fuck is doing rent-a-center like it's it's a scam meant to attack poor people yeah it seems yeah. like a way that you can get good furniture for your house or at least like decent furniture if you're like dirt poor and you need a new couch, like you, there's no way you can afford a couch. Yeah, so you're just paying for like two couches. I think, I think we we rent a centered a TV growing up. Yeah, um, because our big giant tube ass TV that got hot when it was on blew up. Yeah, so we put a. Uh, Ta- like a doily tablecloth over top yep. of it yep. and then put the new TV on top of that. It's a table now. It is a table now. And the new TV was a Rent-A-Center TV and like a TV at that point costs like 400, 500 bucks. Yeah, back in the day that was like 1988 $500 was like two grand. And like at the end of the time when we finished paying off the Rent-A-Center my parents finished paying off the Rent-A-Center the TV was so woefully out of date and barely worked. Yeah. And it uh, they had paid around $2,000. It's absurd. It's yeah. crazy. And I mean, like, uh, at the end of the day, if all you can afford is, like, 50 bucks a month and you need a TV, like, what the fuck else are you going to do, you know? Yeah. It's not- Nowadays, you can just go to, like, a... Uh, like a fucking... Walmart. Uh, not like a Walmart, like a pawn shop or like a. <laughs> I love pawn shops. Refurbish store or something and get a TV for dirt cheap. I know pawn shops get a bad rep for many reasons, but pawn shops are dope. Pawn shops are a great way to be ripped off with someone smiling directly at you. Look, face. I just need to buy illegal goods quickly. 
Well, that's perfect for a pawn shop, then. Like, also maybe a guitar. <laughs> it's true. Like, I went to an actual music store to get my bass, and uh, I got fleeced, it feels like. Oh, man, I, I always tell that story about when I went to go buy a SG, a Gibson SG. I, like, saved mm-hmm. my money. And, like, I went in, and they were, like, assholes to me. Oh, and yeah. like they did not want me to I was like yeah let me let me play that SG and they're like oh like there's dick wads and I fucking like I was like yeah I'll take it and they're like what and I whip out fucking like $700 in cash and I'm like here you go assholes and I never went back again fuck them dude fuck them fucking assholes I will say that the people at the music place I went to in South Charleston West Virginia I don't remember the name of the place there's probably only one mm-hmm. were actually uh, really nice and like let me mess with whatever I wanted. And yeah, usually they're like that. Usually they don't care, but for whatever yeah. reason, they just saw me. That's the story of my life, dude. People see me and they're like, "Fuck this guy." I I get the actually like I I don't get that. What I get is people just don't seem to give a shit about me as a yeah. person or what I do. They just sort of write me off immediately when they meet me as well. This guy's an NPC. Yeah, I don't need him. to interact with. Was it Gorby's music? Uh, may have been, yeah. Was it Gorby's The Pied Piper of Charleston? I think it was Inc? Gorby's. Is it on the river? <laughs> I think it was Gorby's. Our next email is from Tom. <laughs> it's entitled, I've got a brand new spine and you can have one too. Oh, fuck yeah. I need one. Ahoy, Trek boys. Hi. <laughs> That's the fucking water whistle. <laughs> Thanks for the tip to watch Wrath of Khan with the children. It's a shame that it's now disappeared from Netflix. What's that all about? Grumble, well, if you grumble. were paying attention to the earlier episode that we just talked about, uh, it's on AMC now. Pretty fucked up, I'm going to have to say. Yeah, pretty dumb. So anyway, I recently watched the TNG episode where Worf gets a shiny new spine grown for him. Yeah, pretty cool. I hadn't given it much thought before, but the moral quandary seems to be rather sidestepped. Mm I.e., Worf doesn't want to live. Everyone tells him that's silly. He seems to agree somewhat, and then it turns out fine anyway. Yeah. Would uh, Would it have been maybe better if there was a real philosophical gap and an acceptance of that? After all, our moral principles evolve and change over time. Think of the debate on assisted dying at the moment. So to rather assume that the Klingon morality around paralysis is backwards and the right way wins in the end seems a bit flat. Picard gets close to accepting that another's philosophy should be respected, but where, perhaps, do you draw the line? I mean, I agree. Like, uh, like the Klingons sort of are always kind of behind, uh in that way (laughs) and that might be like the wrong way to say it maybe i'm being racist sort of but like fucking clingist but like they can just grow you a new i mean that's the thing like if he was going to be paralyzed for the rest of his life sure like i i can totally see wanting not to live like that uh but if they're confident they could make him walk again like what are you doing, Worf? Like, well, if if you remember the episode, they weren't. They weren't. Yeah, it they was weren't. like extremely experimental technology yeah. to get the new spine, and they only figured that out in like the last ten minutes. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of tend to. I don't. I wouldn't want to be paralyzed. That would suck. But I probably wouldn't kill myself. <laughs> I don't well, know. Um, I think, I think. Tom brings up a good point that it's mostly about respecting the morality and belief system of a different culture. Yeah, it's different, though, for Worf, and here's why. Because he's a Starfleet officer. It's not... You're not... You're not the same... You're, like, subject to different rules, in a way. Kind of like in the military, right? Like, it's. I know that they're not just military, but, like, you're kind of expected to like go beyond what you normally would do and 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 that's sort of like the founding principle of starfleet also right like so i get why like the captain and everyone's like look like you you're still going to be a member of this crew even if you're paralyzed like that's how it works here right like so i get that i totally get that sure but that's a very like human point of view uh 
uh, yeah, I guess. But, you know, we won the war, baby. <laughs> Damn, we signed a treaty, motherfucker. Hey, uh, <laughs> win the war. Maybe Praxis uh, shouldn't have blown. No, I no, I know what you're saying. I I think because of the optimism of of Star Trek and and Starfleet and the Federation, like that that sort of like I see. I know what you're saying, and I I I understand. Like that sort of taints like the viewpoint of other cultures in a way. I, th- but, I think the episode would have been a lot more interesting if yeah. it if it wouldn't have had such a clear cut like the humans' way is right and the Klingon morality is backwards. I tend to think that they did that to make you feel for Worf in a way too, because I like there are people who definitely I think would feel that way. Yeah, I you mean, know the uh, and I mean it. It does also bring up the debate on assisted dying. Yeah, like, um, and I mean, I'm I'm on the side that if if somebody wants has like a debilitating disease and they want to die, they should be able to. Yeah, like, what's the test, right? Like, what, like that's that's the that's what you're talking. That's the real problem. Like, how, like, what's the line? And it might not. There might not be one. There might not be like a clear answer, right? Like, I don't know. I, I guess it, it sort of comes down to where, like, the person draws the line, right? And, like, yeah. there's definitely an open debate to where, like, uh, most people who are paralyzed go on to live a perfectly happy life right. afterwards. Yeah. Um, so the, that line is nebulous at best. It's a hard question, and I think that's a, a great email. Like, I don't know. I don't. I think that they didn't want Worf to die because they love him. Yeah, and absolutely. that's that's also a. Pr- but like Worf doesn't like. Yeah, it's complicated, man. Like Worf doesn't really care about. Not that he doesn't care that they love him, but that's well, not like his. At the end of the day, like no matter how much they love him and want him to be around and stuff, he's the one that's gonna have to live. Yeah, he has with to his it. new condition, yeah. one way or the other. But he gets the spine, and that's new. Fuck that. That's great. It, it fixes it. It does sort of hand wave everything away. What's but, crazy uh, though is like, good thing he did get a new spine because now he can suck his own dick, which is sweet. It's pretty fucking dope. Not the lower one, only the top one. Yeah. But still, I mean, the he lower can, one's pretty mad about it. He he can only get the tip of the top one too, but that counts. That's the good part. <laughs> too too good. Are there other episodes where the morality question seems to have a clear right and wrong when in reality it would be more new a more nuanced affair? Uh, probably. Off the I, top I of my head, I can't. The one that comes to mind is there's an Enterprise episode where they meet a race of people who operate in a triad. Yes. Where there's like a masculine and a feminine and then there's a... Uh, Co-gender. Yeah. Yeah, a third gender that carries children to mm-hmm. term. Mm-hmm. And um, at the at the end of the episode, like, Archer is like, is basically like, their society is right and you're wrong. Yeah, because... It's a trip. I think yeah. Trip's the one who like try, who like talks to the the one uh, like th- a third gender being, and yeah. like, they're like they sort of have their eyes open to the fact that they're being exploited, right? And uh, Archer basically spends the end of the episode railing into Tucker, <laughs> saying that he's he's wrong, and like the, everything in the episode talks pretty much treats Tucker like he's like a fucking instigator. <laughs> <laughs> who ruins a perfectly good race of people who weren't doing anything wrong. <laughs> I don't remember him saying that, but yeah, I do. I do remember that one. And yeah, I think that's the one where Archer is like, maybe one day there'll be rules about this, but we don't have those right now. So we have to use yeah, better, yeah. better judgment. Right. Like he's, he's basically like, uh, it's sort of, it's like a proto, um, yeah. Uh, Prime Directive directive. type thing, except, like, this race is already warp-capable. Right. Right. So, uh, the Prime Directive doesn't really uh, apply here. It it would be like, if I walked into an office and was like, hey, how come you guys get paid so much less than these guys? Right. And they were like, oh, shit, we do get paid less. And then they were like, you're wrong for saying that. Right, Right. Yeah. 
Um, and my I've friends been, were like, wow, you did that? That's fucked up. Now the now yeah. the people who were exploiting them can't exploit them anymore. Right, right. I guess I guess they're not a part of the Federation because it doesn't exist yet, though. Maybe sure. that's, that's why. Well, it should have been, like, I'm not saying that, like, Archer was wrong or these people were wrong or Trip was right. What I'm saying is that it should have been a much more nuanced discussion. Yeah, they do that. Just a big dressing down. They do that better, definitely, in uh, TNG and even Voyager, where, like, they're much more calm about that type of where yeah. yeah Archer is like fucking you blow it yeah he's a little hot headed you about blow it. it you blow it there's also that Enterprise episode where they have to like cure the disease right oh yeah, yeah and they yeah, like yeah. they like well it's the it's not a it's a genetic disease like it's it's natural <laughs> like it's a natural part of evolution and they're like well should we cure it and they're like and they decide to not. They yeah, say it would be playing God. Yeah, because the other species is like becoming more dominant, right? The, the, the little guys. I don't remember their names, but the hobbits, the, the ones that were being like exploited. Yeah, the they're like guys. like a servitor race, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the prime directive is a sticky wicket. It's a complicated fucking. I I think that that's what I like about Star Trek too. Is like, I like that like. Everyone sort of uh, understands that the Prime Directive isn't, like, a hard, fast rule. Like, it's very complicated and subtle. And I think that that's, like, kind of how we should, like, live our lives, maybe? (laughs) Like, not everything is so fucking black and white all the time, and that maybe... Absolutely. Yeah. uh, They understand, because, again, like, human beings have become more, like, evolved in a way... They understand that a law is only a law because we all d- agree on it. Yeah, yeah. And if a law is uh, unjust, then it should be undone. What is that? Jew soli and Jew sanguinis. That's uh, the le- that's the legal terms. A law of blood is like a a law that's like a human like like don't eat people right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's we good law. We understand that as being like a pretty fucking big no no. But then, like a, a law, like don't go over forty miles an hour. That's just sort of like a yeah. Well, we just sort of decided that. Like, there's no, there's no like real reason for that, right? Yeah, and our our reasons are arbitrary and based on the moment as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're you're only supposed to go forty miles per hour in this area because the curves are so steep that you'll just fucking fly off of it if you're going too fast. I maxed it up. Those laws were the Latin for the laws of uh, uh, citizenship. (laughs) You're born on the soil or you're born of blood. That's what it means. I I forgot. Look, I'm not a fucking lawyer yet. Yet. We're working on it. Yeah. We're trying to steal him some lawyer documentation. (laughs) Uh, my oh. client here uh, says it's okay to eat people, and I agree. <laughs> Case closed. Clunk, clunk. Now I'm just a country chicken lawyer. Also, I'm trying to steal a judge's robe and gavel, so... <laughs> Dude, if you steal their gavel, you become, like, a judge. That's the rule. It's true. Uh, also, just to lighten it up, any good recommendations on a sci-fi audiobook? Oh, I've been listening to the Star Wars High Republic books. Um, Tech Wars. <laughs> Tech Wars is good. Solid. <laughs> you can find the first High Republic book for free if you really try. It's not that hard. You know, wildly enough, I don't listen to audiobooks. For his, for, I don't listen to all that many podcasts either for somebody who makes so fucking many of them. I've been listening to audiobooks like crazy lately, which is weird. I don't know why. I just, I like, it's relaxing maybe? I don't know. I should get into audiobooks because it would be perfect to listen to a book while I'm working. I can't do that. I just listen to a podcast while I'm working. I can't do that. Well, I, you, you work in video. I know, but also, like, even <laughs> if I'm doing it, like, if I'm driving, I can hardly do it. I gotta That's pay, weird. I gotta pay attention, man. That's weird. Look. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> can't believe you. I thought I knew you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking 
book reading piece of shit. Uh, signed Tom, communications officer, USS sent from my iPhone, sent from my iPhone. Wow. That's Amazing. A gag. That's great. <laughs> What's that last email, Josh? Our last email is from Stefan. It says, first time, long time. Okay. Ooh. This was sent an hour ago. <laughs> oh, shit. Just under the fucking time limit. Just, yeah, just under it. Hello, Jeff and Josh. Spelled wrong as fuck. Colon. Josh. Trek boys. Okay. That's us. Been following the shows for a few years now and decided that right about now-ish is the right time to write in. That's the perfect time, baby. Anytime is the perfect time to write into your trick, boys. Oh, yeah. Do it in the bath. Write us in the bath. Like, you got a bubble bath going. My dearest trick, boys. <laughs> Give me that dick. <laughs> Been a fan of Josh since that God of War trailer a hundred years ago. <laughs> and him taking over for what's-his-name on continue. Ah, oh, I don't That's a good... Yeah. It's quite an upgrade. <laughs> 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 and been a fan of Jess, Jeff since I first heard the siren call of his dulcet tones. Oh, baby. Oh, my God. I just <laughs> number threed my pants. <laughs> M-Class has been, a con- has been a constant through three years and four cities and kept me company on a 20-plus hour drive from Seattle to Denver. It takes that long? Jesus Christ. I guess it is pretty far. You can get through a lot of episodes at double speed. Uh, this is double parenthesis here. Listening to things at double speed is a curse. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to a podcast at 1.5 speed without knowing it one time, and I was like, man, these dudes are talking so fucking fast. Yeah, I could not. Like, People say all the time that they listen to us at like... 1.5 speed no. or 2 speed. Like, I couldn't fucking stand that. I would hate There's it. There's no chance. I would rip my own ears out. Yeah, it would be terrible. I'm a bed... Uh, I'm a... Fu- Dude, my reading. I'm a bed? I'm a bed. I'm about <laughs> to head out on a 12-hour drive to my hometown for vacation. So I've got a bunch of old M-Class emails queued up for a re-listen. Yeah! Yeah, let's get it on, baby. The good times the show has provided are rivaled only by the party over at, at the M-Class Discord, which you too can be a part of for as little as $1 a month by heading over to patreon.com slash M-Class podcast. I'm a bit, I'm a bit, I'm a, I'm a bit, I'm, I'm a, a bit, bit, I'm a bit, I'm a bit. <laughs> Thanks to the M Class Book Club, I actually read again. I actually read again and have finished twenty books since June. Fuck, dude! Jesus Christ, that's crazy. Upgraded to a positronic brain by signing up today. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, that's all I got for now. Hope this wasn't too long. That was perfect. Love ya, K. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Science Officer Lieutenant Junior Grade Stefan aboard the USS Marathon. Cool name. That is a cool name. What a dope email. That was great. Thank you for listening, man. That's awesome. I hope you're listening to this when you're driving. I don't know where your hometown is. Let's make up a thing. Uh, You see the sunset, and it's pretty. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know where that came from, but I agree. Uh, <laughs> twenty books since June? Holy cow! That's crazy. That's a. I haven't read twenty books since June of two thousand. Yeah, my mom reads like that. My mom reads like a book like every two days. It's insane. Uh, my mom used to do that a lot. I I feel filthy as a person just a degenerate i'm sitting in a library basically there are like six shelves stocked top to bottom with books behind me and i barely read books i read a lot of comics well i mean that's you don't have to feel bad about not reading it's okay I'm, i'm kidding about not reading that many since 2000 i've probably read 20 books since 2015 that's still better than a lot of people uh, probably not. Don't beat yourself up, man. I'm supposed to be a smart boy. I got glass. Maybe you just don't like to read. See, here's the thing about reading, like, a book book, right? Like, mm-hmm. I need, like, the perfect chair. I need, like, the light to be... I'm like a fucking 
like prima donna about reading. I, I get the same way. I gotta have good lighting. Yeah. I gotta be comfy to read. It's gotta be the right temperature. The book has to feel right in my hands. Like You know what's wild is I get like I feel guilt when I'm just sitting reading a book because I could be working. Now fuck or that. doing something like fuck that. actually for some reason, reading does that more to me than anything else. I guess because there's not dancing lights in front of me keeping my ape brain happy. <laughs> I felt guilty about the audiobooks, but then I thought of it like, I was like, well, I'm like listening to this story being told. Like, that's like the most human thing there is, right? Yeah, like, passing along a story is the yeah. most human thing you could possibly do. Don't feel guilty about any of that shit. Look, that might just be the Zoloft talking, but fuck it. <laughs> Need to give me some of this. Yeah, Zoloft rules. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a fairly chill dude in general. Like, it takes a lot to get me riled up or too worried, but like... Deep inside, in my core of my being, it's really easy to make me guilty, feel guilty about something. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, if Zoloft sponsors us, we'll get free Zoloft, and you don't, the, the guilt goes away, the phone calls stop. The phone calls? Yeah, the phone calls in your brain that are like, hey, it's me, anxiety and guilt. I don't feel guilty about shit anymore, fuck it. Well, that's good. <laughs> I, uh, I would love to be less inwardly anxious and worried and uh, guilty about things. Definitely don't cool. feel guilty about reading. That's that's crazy. I feel guilty about not reading way more than I feel guilty about that's reading. That's a double guilt sword that you're dealing with. Yeah, well, should have been Catholic. <laughs> well, we're Irish, right? It's true. My mom it's always true. said that, too. My mom was always like, he's a secret suffering Catholic. Cause Catholic by birth. Yeah. Well, my dad was Catholic. My grandparents. Uh, my grandparents were. were Catholic. Yeah. My dad got excommunicated. Did you know that? That makes perfect sense. <laughs> Probably because he's the devil. Yeah. Hearing any story about your dad lets me know fully why he got excommunicated. They excommunicate you for going down the sliding board on your feet and smashing your head open at the bottom of the pool. They excommunicate <laughs> you for that? Yeah. They don't like that. It's too fun. Too much fun. Too much. They excommunicate you for uh, having sex doggy style. They do. Oh, God. <laughs> now I'm thinking about my dad having... Oh, jeez. He did. Come on. <laughs> well, with your mom. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing, boy, now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody listening, your mom sucked a dick. <laughs> Oh man, hard some hard truths today. Some, some very disgusting truths Ugh. in today's episode of M Class Podcast. Just lots of lots of hard pills to swallow, hard dicks to swallow. Today. I mean, M Class email. Whatever. <laughs> what are we doing? Who knows? Uh, that's enough for the show, I think. <laughs> if you'd like to support us, you can head on over to Patreon.com/slash/MClassPodcast, where everything that. Stefan said in that email happens. I don't need to say it again. He already did. Yeah, he did it for us. Thanks, Stefan. Um, I would especially like to give a huge shout-out to our patrons who have kept a roof over my head recently. Yay! I love you! Thank you, guys! Uh, like, like, forever. Ever since the Patreon started. But especially recently. Uh, nobody wants to pay for my art anymore. So you guys have kept a roof over my head. Thank you very much. Pay for Jeff's art! Um, patreon.com slash mclasspodcast uh, you can also find us on twitter at mclasspodcast and if you want to be part of this great program we just got finished doing you can shoot an email over to mclassemail at gmail.com yeah. if you sent an email in and it didn't get read on the show it may have been edited out of the show for content or time uh, sorry about that we appreciate everybody who writes in uh, that's our new disclaimer I'm going to say at the end of every episode. I Hopefully love it. that makes everybody happy. I, I love, love it. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time on M-Class Email. Oh, bye, bye. bye. I'm sipping nice tea. Sipping, sipping. Gripping and sipping. It's been a long week since the last email. It's been a long time. Since that last rich master's tale 
hitch it or ditch it from Boston to John. I need to catch my fix of Jeff's table reads in a silly voice and Josh talking about dicks. On M class email. I swear there's never a class in M class email. It's always been singular that's in class email. Don't you settle for nothing less than it's back without fail. It's M class. It's M class. M class email.